All right, there we go. What's going on, Kim folk? I'm back. I logged in earlier, but uh, I had some technical difficulties. I gave our uh, guest today uh, wrong instructions. I had my times mixed up. Uh, she's Mountain Standard Time. I'm Central, and I don't know. I woke up tired, so blame it on my brain. I apologize, but uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Key to the ep- look. Key to the episode. Key to the City Podcast. We're back with episode 12, and uh, I appreciate everybody that's been supporting, commenting, sharing, whatever you've been doing to spread word about it. I appreciate you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And uh, thank you to my last guest on episode 11. Uh, we had the queen seeking this thing, and uh, she kept it 100 straight, raw, no chaser. And uh, we appreciate her for being on. And just like with Seeker, uh, we're going to keep hitting you in your head with quality content and quality guests. And today's episode is no different. Um, it's a little collaborative moment. Um, our guest today is the creator of the Dark Sugar Podcast. Y'all need to go follow that now on all platforms. Um, she's a queen, and um, we're going to be discussing mental health today and trying to maintain our sanity and dealing with these mental battles uh, during everything that's going on. You got the pandemic. Uh, you got the killing of uh, unarmed black men and women, uh, you got you name it, it's out there. Anything you want. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the city, Miss Kiana Blast. What's going on, Queen? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, I'm excited. This is my first time doing a video setup. I feel mm. like an old ass woman, like with technology. I don't know how you guys do this. What? Hey, just ask. Each one, teach one. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'd love to do, like, this is... You like the I setup? Don't know. I don't... Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> it's nice. I appreciate no, yeah, it's it, man. Really nice. I'll, uh, I'll shoot you some info to your DM, how to get it Thank set you. up. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, it definitely helps present a more professional uh, presentation on your p- uh, platform, but... uh. Uh, I know I said it earlier, but again, I apologize for the time mix-up, because um, originally we were scheduled for uh, 11 a.m. my time, and uh, I don't know, I got through off this morning, but nevertheless. No, it, is, it is still 11 your time. It's about to be 12 in five minutes. You're supposed to be an okay. hour. Wait. So See, you're this two how we got hours, No, no, you're two hours ahead then. Oh, okay. Well, Google told me I was one hour, so I must That's pay attention. Because I'm, we're like, wait, and you're like, oh, we missed it. I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> My I'm bad. Like, we're so good. What are you talking about? Okay, we're two hours ahead. So wait, where do you live? Where are you? I'm in Houston, Texas, right now. Where are you? That's where my family's from. That's where my mom's family's from. Where? My mom's from Hearn. Uh, I know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. S- small world, man. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I'm in Phoenix. I'm in Phoenix, though. Oh. Yeah. What do you think, what you, what you, what you think is the hottest, Houston or Phoenix? I go to war with you right now with Houston being the hottest, man, because <laughs> it's flaming out here. Are you? Wait, no. Phoenix is hotter. I've never been to Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> that I, goes your argument. 
I, I guess it would be if it's the desert, huh? Yeah, well, when my cousins from Houston come here, they feel like they can't breathe because it's dry mm-hmm. heat. And right. y'all have the humidity. Because when I feel when I go down there, I feel like I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. as far as, because, but to be honest, as far as like temperature wise, Phoenix is hotter, but like heat, hot is hot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's no way around. Like, hot, hot. I know it gets like hella hot down there. So, facts. So, you're originally from Houston. Are you? No. You're just family. Just <laughs> no. out here. I'm, I, my mom's from Hearn. I was born in Santa Monica, California. Okay. Then I moved to Phoenix when I was younger. Mm. And I've been living here for like 20 years. I love Cali. You ever thought about going back? Yes, but it's so expensive. Expensive, super expensive. It's, I would love to go back. I was like so set on moving back to California, like for college or work or something. But then when I was looking at the prices and everything, I'm like, you know what? I'll move there when I move there. I'll get a house there when I get a house there. It'll come. It's cool. Right, right, right. (laughs) That's a dream of mine, but I just keep dreaming for now. Yeah. So, uh, give my audience a little bit of background about the Dark Sugar Podcast. Well, Dark Sugar Podcast is a platform where we just talk about everything in relation to Blackness, from uh, mental health to relationships, friendships, um, education, uh, you know, navigating the workspace. It's pretty much just a platform for people. Well, how I originally made it is because me and my best friend were like, dang, it's, we always just feel like it's us going back and forth, having these long conversations about the world and all these issues and stuff. And I was like, do other people think this? Like, do other people? Because we try to have these other conversations with their friends and they kind of be like, like, no, like no one's trying to listen to y'all talk for that long. Um, So that's how we kind of made the platform because basically I just had all these thoughts in my head, all these Mm -hmm. like filed episodes of things I wanted to discuss and talk about. Um, and from there, it just becomes, you know, a platform for just discussion and like a safe space. Understood. Is it, um, mm-hmm. you consider it more of a hobby or you have an ultimate goal for it? Uh, <laughs> when I realize how much work goes into a podcast, facts, I'm like, facts, oh, facts. maybe a hobby. <laughs> Cause <Right. laughs> the work that you have to put it I just didn't know that's the one blindsided thing I like just did not know and people that do have very successful podcasts they just put so much time and so I kind of had to accept I don't necessarily have the time mm-hmm. um but at the same time I do want to grow and expand in my hobby like you know understanding my boundaries with it but not limiting myself if that makes sense yeah, makes a lot of sense. You consider yeah. it, um, well, it's actually the meat of the conversation, but do you consider it like therapy for yourself, therapeutic, um, especially what's going on now? Does it give you an opportunity to vent? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It's like my, it's a creative outlet of mine. And, you know, there's so many different ways to use it. If I necessarily don't, um, if I'm not in the headspace to record I might just engage in discussion or ask questions or polls or something, resource and network with other people. And then it's, and it also feels like an, an out from my regular Instagram, which has to be like a little more like PC, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 
um, yeah, it's definitely a creative outlet, like therapy, like for me, I would say. Yeah. How have you been impacted by uh, the pandemic? Everything that's going on with that. <laughs> I know people going Don't through it right now. <laughs> um, okay, it it's it's a lot. Mm. <laughs> it has it impacted is me in a lot of various ways, but the way it hasn't is that I'm still here and breathing and up and kicking, and that has been my mantra throughout this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's really hard to try to be positive when so many things are like crumbling and like collapsing around you, but I feel that focusing on what I can control and what I have and I and it and I've had a lot taken during this pandemic so I'm not like Mm. trying to do the toxic positivity thing like everything's fine like it's okay to be sad it's okay to feel how you feel but at the end of the day to keep going and look forward you got to look around and count what you got Mm. that's facts that's the word right there and with um incidents like the Brianna Taylor situation, uh, without cops still being charged for that, and just as a black woman in general, does it make you feel more apprehensive in public or just your private life? Um, how does it affect your mentality being a black woman in this climate? To be honest. It's a weird sensation. It feels like, <sighs> sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> explain this. It's so weird. It's almost Take like, like being, being a black woman feels like I have this mark on me, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm told you have this mark on you and it means this. So people might treat you a certain way or look at you like this or like that. And I was told that all my life. And so it's like in the back of my head. So when things happen like this and more people come out of the ignorance and more people become aware and they're like oh you have this mark on you that means this and this and this we're so sorry oh my god that's so not right I'm kind of like oh well this is how I've all oh okay and it's like this numbing feeling of this is how I always am I've been navigating the world as a black woman for this long and these situations of our black women being murdered and killed and our black trans sisters being murdered and killed it just it's like this it jolts me, but I like don't feel anything. I'm being like really mm-hmm. straight up. It's I feel like very very numb mm-hmm. because keeps happening. Yeah, it keeps happening, and mm-hmm. and 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 all these pe. It almost feels like it almost feels like the revolution is so. It feels like very relevant, but they're very irrelevant to me because I know I'm black. I know the statistics of black women. I've been through it. I lived it. Y'all are the ones that need to don't leave me out. Y'all fix go <laughs> like y'all go fix it. Leave me out. Like I'm trying to heal from this every time something happens and everyone's like, oh my God, come look at this. It's like, yeah, thanks. This has mm-hmm. been a thing. And then I get so sad when it dies down. Yeah. We're on to the next thing. I get so sad. Yeah. It's very, it's very numbing. I can't even put like a true emotion on it. It feels like I'm supposed to be feeling all these feelings, but it's hard. I like, I like can't other Mm -hmm. than maybe anger, disappointment. Do you feel like the black woman is unprotected? Hell yeah. 
Hell I wanna, yeah. Um, now, what do y'all get that uh, assumption from? I feel like a celebrity. Assumption. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm saying you're still That's assuming something. that all black men don't care for the protection of the black woman. Do y'all get that when a do you get that from when a celebrity says but something? But no one said that though. Who said no, that? No, I seen. Um, well, most recently. Uh, oh, okay. You're talking about Meg okay, the okay. Stallion said it because okay. Fifty was making fun of him. But I've seen it on several posts, not just celebrities, just right. our women in general. But do you really feel like you're unprotected by the black man? And I feel, and the reason why I said assumption because we can see things that celebrities go through and then attribute that to the average yeah. black man. Here, here's here's my thing. I feel like just like how. Me as a black woman, some black women, okay. Some black women have had the advantage of being taught how to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. That's a privilege within itself. Cause most of our black mothers and grandmothers and aunties and whatever, they weren't taught that. So they don't teach us that. And they right. don't teach the black sons how to do that to us. So mm-hmm. that's one issue. Second, me personally, in my, in my adolescent, no, black men weren't protecting me. In high school, no, black men weren't protecting me. They weren't even looking at me. They weren't even, I wasn't even of value to them. Now, when they like get, when their brain catches up to their hormones or whatever, and mm-hmm. where I'm an adult, yeah, I feel a little more protected. Y'all coming around, I'm just being straight up. But growing up, no, no, not, no, not really. It was like a very like late in the game thing. It's like, well, yeah now and we've all been to college and like whatever and we're trying to be adults but like growing up no I felt like that wasn't that wasn't a top priority in our culture not saying that it's an all black man thing but it is it is an all black culture thing I do believe that yeah mm. well that hurts but sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just wondering like um, well what would it look like to protect the black woman is that speaking up in times when she's been degraded or is that taking the degrading the, the lyrics out of the music um or is that just entertainment like i'm just trying to see where we can make change in your opinion Of course, mm. not putting your hands on the black woman. Uh, I think the base of it is self-value mm. and self-worth and putting value on our culture. I know as black people, we've had a lot stripped away from us. Mm. Um, you know, it's not like we share a, a unified country of origin or anything or even like language and because of slavery there's a lot that divides us mm-hmm. and so i think one base is finding that worth in ourselves finding that worth in each other and in our in our cultures because i do admire a lot of poc cultures that i see even some <clears throat> you know african ones where their women are upheld to the most like top of the top and that's mm-hmm. just how it is and I know that's an ingrained thing. I know that's not, it's not, yes, it's individual, but it's, it's just hard. It looks like a lot of different ways, I guess. 
Yikes. And uh, not to dwell on the negative, but uh, isn't Phoenix like, isn't that the location where the officer uh, shot the guy in the hotel on his knees? Um, Honestly, so much shit happens here. Yes, probably. Yeah, I have a lot going on in uh, Phoenix. Is basically what I'm, I'm embarrassed to live here. Mm. Have you had interaction <laughs> with the police? Negative interaction. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had just so most of mine have been just assumptions. Like I've had cops assume that I'm stealing. I've had cops. Like I remember one time, me and my partner were in a parking lot. With other cars, and we were literally, we got pizza, and mm. we were just watching a movie with the laptop in the car, and the cops were called on us because we looked suspicious, even though we were allowed to be there and there were other cars, mm. or whatever. Um, you know, I've, I've, had, I've had instances where I see something not necessarily right happening to a person of color and like a cop just like stood there i don't know it's honestly arizona is just very very racist um i don't get it yeah it, it don't get me don't no don't get me started <laughs> i don't know it's just like this was mexico and then like white people came here and then it's like they're trying to take it over and be all racist it doesn't make any Ooh. sense i just sorry yeah. <laughs> Nah. It's like they come here, they come to Mexico, and then they complain. Why are these Mexicans here? And I'm like, you came here. Right, you live right, in Ahuatuki. Right. That's the place you, <laughs> right. that's where you live. That's where it's called. Like, okay. why are you living there? If you don't get me started, I gotta sit down. Okay. Sit. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> don't get heated. <laughs> oh, that's a and that's a great segue to how do we keep? How do you cope and keep from acting out? On your emotions. I know myself, some things I just want to, you know, I want to throw everything out the window for, but I know I can't. I have to think before I act, but uh, some people just explode. Um, Do you believe in therapy? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it's so taboo in our community, but, you know, I've gone to therapy because uh, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at one point, and I think it's very beneficial. I wish everyone went. Even if you think there's nothing wrong with you, it's just good to go. I've gone even when I there's nothing wrong, wrong, mm-hmm. and I just want to like talk. And it's just good to get someone's opinion, and especially if you have a good relationship with your therapist and you have goals and an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really work with them and accomplish some great things. It's good to have yeah. an unbiased opinion. Yeah. They don't know yeah. you. Oh. And I'm also so for couples therapy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just, I would, <laughs> I want to go, but my partner won't go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go just because I've even been to therapy with some of my very close friends. Like we'll have a session together. Mm-hmm. It, I love therapy. Like, oh my god. Well, I'm talking to you, King. Hey, man, go ahead and go to therapy, man. It's very beneficial. It'll help you out, and uh, you know, but can't nobody have any. Uh, can't wear your feelings on your sleeve in there. You have to be very open 
and very blunt and direct and it'll it'll benefit you in the long run that's just my belief uh key to the city podcast we got the queen kiana blast um so just a few more questions um you still believe that voting is the way to change things or you think it's going to get to a point of where it's going to be bloodshed to because if you look at history uh major change that has happened has come a result of bloodshed somebody had to lose their life yeah i think it's here's the thing i think voting is very important and very essential but unfortunately <laughs> but unfortunately oh my god but unfortunately it's like i feel like this generation or this era is just figuring out how voting works right they were try- really trying to trick us make it so hard so complicated like me personally i barely figured out how the voting system works this year like correctly and that's why we haven't been able to get what we want done because we haven't been voting for the right people and paying attention to the right things so mm-hmm. that in of itself is kind of discouraging because it's like should we vote and should we can we like turn it around but it's like yeah but how many elections is that going to take right and as we can see with each murder with with each injustice with each everything people are getting angry now if i was born in another body or some shit i'd be out there too because <laughs> no because sometimes like i because sometimes that's how I really feel. I want to be out there, arrest me, whatever, throwing those rubber bullets back at them. That's how I feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to take both. But, you know, am I going to vote? Yeah, I got my early ballots and whatever. But like, it's discouraging. I'm like, dang, I barely got it right. Like, oh, we're we're really barely getting it. And we're mm-hmm. trying to get all these people out and it's like if we can collectively put in that effort can we do it yes but there's just so many layers in the system it's it's a little yes it's overwhelming you know it's definitely an uphill battle um i just say we just got to keep fighting and hopefully we'll see some major change in our lifetime but uh i just really wanted to collaborate with your queen and uh Networking is important, um, and we have the tools and resources to spread our message all over the world and interact with others that, you know, um, may think different from us, may think alike, or whatever the case may be. And uh, I just want to uplift you, continue to do what you do, even if it's just as a hobby, uh, do it with passion. And... uh, you know, if you ever need anything from Key to the City, just feel free to watch out, reach out, and uh, let my audience know how they can reach out to you. Even you though can it's reach out on oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. You can reach. You can reach out on Dark Sugar Pod on Twitter, Dark Sugar mm-hmm. Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, are you on um, any platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts? Oh yeah. Okay, got it. And I'm on all your listening podcasts. <laughs> platforms i like forgot yeah <laughs> i gotta be and Apple, uh spotify google whatever, google whatever. yep yeah. snitcher i don't know Stitcher. yep all of them you gotta so take advantage yeah, of all, all of them, them. all yeah. of them 
Well, we sure appreciate you, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch and link up again in the future. And uh, keep growing, yeah, of course, and keep glowing. And um, thank you. I'm your Ken Folk Yoni. She is the Queen Kiana Blast. This is Key to the City Podcast, episode 12. We out. Peace and love. All right, Queen, be easy. Thank you. All right, peace. All right.